Welcome into the boardroom, Weagle's premier all-sports talk show. If you care about the sport, we talk about it. From Auburn football to the English Premier League, we discuss it all. Now sit back and relax, because the boardroom is now in session. And welcome into the boardroom, everybody. Today is Thursday, November 16th. 2023 we welcome you back here on this uh pen ultimate show before th- or ultimate show before thing the last show before thanksgiving for us you're hanging out here with connor kyle griggs and nelson how you boys doing today we won again Huge. what Huge. what Huge. not one not, not two. two three in a row hopefully for four. the university of auburn fighting war eagles just dominant sam Pittman is Crying his hog tears right now because he doesn't know what to think. I'm surprised he wasn't one of. He's not even been. He wasn't the first SEC coach fired. Not he wasn't the second coach fired, and he's not even been fired yet. It's been insanity. This week has been crazy in college football. Nothing short of perfection uh, all the way around with some coaching carousels, uh, players in the portal, speculation here, there, and Twitter everywhere. Twitter locations. Twitter locations <laughs> being leaked for a coaching candidate. Well, buddy, buddy, use tw- not to use Twitter. Come on now. Yeah, and the uh, we're back on the flight thing. Like uh, Auburn fans were with Lane Kiffin with Nick Saban uh, flying to Louisiana. Ah, uh, it's, Co- it's getting college it's getting football. A little, little, little if, weird. If you if you don't watch college football and you like had the last week summarized, it would seem like a cult. Like if, this is this last week. You have the the Jim Harbaugh stuff. They're they're suing the Big Ten. The the judge either. is an Ann Arbor grad, and that's like the fifth highest story in the last week. And then today he announced, oh, yeah, actually, we're not going to sue. We're just going to take our punishment. And he's going to miss the game against Ohio State, which is basically a playoff like quarterfinal to get into the semis. Speaking of suing, the Pac-2 is going on a heater right now, trying to take all yeah. the money away from all the other teams in the Pac-12 who are leaving them out to dry. There's currently a litigation fight between uh, Washington, Washington State and Oregon State versus the rest of the entire Big 12 because they're getting, they're getting uh, uh, treated unfairly right now by the other schools in the Pac-12, and they're trying to get all the money that they deserve and not giving any of their TV money this year to the other schools, and the other schools aren't very happy right now. It's crazy. Yeah, it would really be wild if they pocket, well, I mean, that would be like eight football seasons worth yeah. <laughs> for each each program. I mean, that they'd be set for Not only that, years. but there's potential that if this gets resolved by the time winter sports are finalized, every single Pac-12 championship Will be Oregon State versus Washington State for the uh, remainder of the sports. It'd be lovely, which would be awesome. Yeah, could you imagine? Could you imagine? Because neither of their basketball teams are very good. Oregon State would uh, would win like everything, but like men's golf. Shout well, out Max Homa. Uh, Max Homa oh, went sorry. to Cal. No, sorry, Max Homa went to I don't Cal. Know. Nope, my bad. No ball I Significant lack oh, of ball man, He does not know golf. Oregon State, Washington State, would be kind of but, a cool but game. But one though. of those teams sinking in the NCAA tournament and like a Pac-12 champion being like a 15 seed. The content would just be incredible. Anarchy? No. Just college sports. Just college sports. Just college sports. 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 We sleep in May. We sleep in May. We'll we'll circle back to the stat line here. Uh, We didn't talk about that. At the top of the show, Auburn 48, Arkansas 10. Things that stuck out to me. Peyton Thorne rushed again a lot of yards, 88 yards, rushing touchdown. He threw for 163, three touchdowns, and an interception. Robbie Ashford got in there through, through one pass, which resulted in an interception as well. Um, huge rushing game for us with 354 yards, which we kind of predicted coming into Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the games are one and a loss in the trenches, okay? Uh, if you watch back any of that game, you would see our O-line pushing their D-line back five yards. 
and our D-line constantly in the backfield, you would think with Sam Pittman as your head coach, your O-line would actually be the strongest part of your team. Uh, turns out they're the worst, maybe one of the worst units in the entire SEC when it comes to being on an O-line. It was pitiful. It was great to watch for us. Um, but, yeah, um, this this team just got just totally destroyed by us. So much so that they watched Polar Express at halftime. That's how <laughs> that's how down, yeah, ba- down yeah. bad they were. Hey, they're trying to get in the holiday spirit. I respect it. But, Polar uh, Express, great movie. It's a, it's a great really movie. Really great choice. I mean, if you're going to do it, if that's you're going to do it, if you're going to do it, that's a great <laughs> that's way to do it. one of the best. Yeah. A um, couple things that stuck out to me. Peyton Thorne talked about his rushing. He rushed for 60 yards before contact, which tells me he's, he's finally seeing the defense and making those pulls, reading the defense in a way that he was not earlier in the season, which is why he's now the guy. And we're not seeing Robbie Ashford because we don't need Robbie in the running game. Peyton Thorne is athletic enough, he's fast enough, that when he's making good decisions, he'll be able to pull the ball. And also, a special teams touchdown oh, for oh, the Auburn years. Tigers? It's been yeah. years. It's been 10 years since they did and it in an SEC championship game, or an SEC conference game. And, of course, it was the game I couldn't watch. <sighs> Thanks, SEC Network. But I'm Utah versus Washington was an insane game. That well, was. Hey, Greeks, we're, we're, we're talking about was, Auburn. We're Auburn. Man. I know. I'm just trying to. I co- love I'm, the. I'm trying, I've had to cope so much these past couple weeks. You don't understand with my <laughs> Dude, sports. Your team's finally like the the team you should be rooting for the most is finally winning. Okay. Dude, what do you yeah, mean? I am cheering for them. They're, Auburn's, then, then, number, Auburn's number two in my heart. Oh, oh my wow. gosh! On, Leave on, the studio on Auburn student number one, radio. Number one in college. <laughs> I'm not saying they're they're not my favorite college team, but you pull for the Panthers more. Wait, let's keep going, Kyle. Uh, you know, um, getting kinda, back kinda, to actual football over yeah, here. Thank, I have, thank God I have, we're not going to be here next week. I have coined a new term. I've coined a new term. To come back down to earth, uh, I've come up with a brand new term called the Peyton Tax because there's like one through every game that's absolutely abysmal that always results in an interception. <laughs> the last two games, he's done a pick, and they've been awful throws. I'm t- conning, donning it the Peyton Tax because – he has to get, you know, He's one bad throw in. Got to get out of the system. Yeah. He gets spotted up. And I'm, I, I'm happy to pay the Peyton tax if it means he's not throwing it out of bounds every other play. That is true. You know, I'm, I, I'd take the one interception a game for him to take some shots. Um, our man, Javarius Johnson, threw a reception 53 yards, had a beautiful touchdown reception. Um, so good. He's yeah. so good. Yeah. He's the best receiver on this team by a mile. Yeah. I mean, it, it – well, I mean, I think Rivaldo has something to say, but he's technically he's a tight, a tight end. end. He's, a, he's tight a tight end. So we'll, tight end. we'll um, I am a Fairweather fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we we do move on unless anyone we, has final. We move it on. Uh, well, it was domination, so yeah. enjoy it. Number yeah. w- number one in my heart for sure, the Auburn Tigers. Yeah, that was me too. Mm. Some people say, some people can't say that. Borderline treason. All right, uh, what were you? What sweatshirt? First, oh, hold on. What sweatshirt were you wearing last night, Connor? Was that an Auburn sweatshirt? Um, I was wearing an Atlanta Hawks shirt because I was at the Atlanta Hawks game. I'm confused. That I, doesn't I, matter. You're, you're, I'm pretty you're, sure you're, I your points, are, dude. You're you're trying to get out of a grave you can't get out of. Okay, you already said don't, that we're number don't two. Don't deflect. Don't deflect. You're with Auburn. You're Virginia, I'd right for Auburn. I'm already digging the grave, man. I'm, all my teams are doing it for me. I can't get it besides Auburn <laughs> I football. I cannot wait for the Cubs to not get Otani. It's gonna be awesome. <sighs> glorious. It's gonna Pete be Pete Alonso awesome. will walk into Wrigley Field. According <laughs> to sources, will hit 61 home runs. <laughs> will not strike out. Will hit three 394 for the year. And yeah, reel it in. We move forward. We move. To this weekend on the SC Network at 3 o'clock in Jordan-Hare Stadium. Gentlemen, I don't know if you've gotten the emails, but there's a lot of student <laughs> tickets left. They're, they're basically begging people to come to this game. Everybody's returned their ticket. It, it, it might be a little sketchy. You can get a ticket right now. The, the ticket price on the internet is $9. So I, it's not the normal Auburn game looking like capacity. Auburn is favored by 25 points. It could get ugly. Yeah, I have a... Uh... 
wanted to be able to not have to get into a game three hours early for a while now. So I'm maybe so we excited. can just ease yeah. our way into the stadium on Saturday, like maybe an hour before the no. game starts and get Dude, our spot. like 45 minutes. I mean, we might we might get in there as Independence is flying. Like hopefully, I hope it's Independence flying. Well, I mean, if we want to win, well, maybe maybe just... maybe she's been loaned out again. You know, <laughs> yeah, they play yeah. the Chiefs. So. Yeah, who knows? The fighting the Chiefs, Swiss luckily. And the Chiefs, but yeah, no. New Mexico State's a pesky. I mean, analytically, they're the best offense we'll face the rest of the year, um, but they also haven't played a Power Five oh, team yet. Man. Let's just let's just not try and pretend like New Mexico State's offense is better than Alabama. Well, no, statistically, yeah, it's I mean, backed by well, facts. Okay, uh, okay, backed by facts. Diego Pavia is <laughs> honestly a G. quarterback. Dude, I watched. <laughs> 2000, come on, guys, let's 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 get a grip. Two thousand two hundred fifty-seven passing yards, nineteen touchdowns. He might be hurt. Six though. interceptions. He might be hurt. He's okay. over the hammy. They've well. played one Power Five team, correct? Uh, I don't think they played. I don't. Yeah, I don't think they played. They did lose to UMass opening week. Their notable wins against Western Kentucky, big red, and really it. I mean Hawaii. I will say for the month of like I don't know mid September to mid October, Conference USA on Tuesdays and Wednesdays fed families. I watched every New Mexico State (laughs) game I can get my hands on. It was honestly good football between them and Jack State. I was entertained midweek. Uh, they're a fun. Smaller school team to watch, but uh, it's sh- if we take them seriously, it shouldn't be a game at all. So, yeah, I I, I think we're gonna be kind of riding high after last week. I don't see us having much of a problem this week, but we're also gonna look forward to two weeks from now after the holiday. We're all gonna be returning back to the plains for the Iron Bowl. The Iron, the, big the Iron one. Bowl, the big, the big one. one, the big so one. So you're saying. There's a chance. Some, that's, some that's even, what I'm saying. Some even call it the game. It could be. Oh, so, the, the, wow. The game. The game. The Mich- game Michigan of the Connor Stallions is rewriting his manifesto as we speak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, all, Alabama is currently set as an 11.5 point favorite, which is <laughs> it's, it's a lot of points. We're going to cover. A lot, we, a lot oh, of points. ESPN says favored. minus 10.5. Okay, Heard. well, it's, it's somewhere we, in there. It's two weeks in advance. We covered that with TJ Finley. We covered TJ Finley. Although, we can... we, we're only playing Bryce Young. So yeah, that is true. It's hard to... Dale Miller might be better than Bryce Young. Heisman moment. <laughs> oh. A Heisman, oh, my God. A Heisman hold in the <laughs> end zone. A Heisman hold in the end zone. But, Tank, I mean, if I'm thinking back on that game, just like... Don't think about it. Just don't think about it. Get out of your head. Get out of your head. I wasn't going to do any... talk about. I wasn't going to talk about the current quarterback of the Panthers. I was talking about a current player of the Jaguars. No, I know. But I know what you're going to say. Don't say it. We need to get that. I'm just glad I wasn't at that game. So You weren't at that game? Why? Because I didn't get the ticket for it. Oh, freshie. Freshie. I was a freshie. Yeah, but I was... With the result, I was glad I was not there. Oh, that was... So, yeah. We're going to rewrite... We're going to rewrite history. Kyle, Nelson, and I will be sent out of Jordan Hare. With Nick Saban's retirement party, I uh, my toes will be curled. We better get on that field. We have not beaten Alabama once in our Wait, our four is, years. This is not a promotion to rush the field. Um, yeah, <laughs> I I I need this. I need this badly. I think we all all three <laughs> yeah, of we us. Need this. We need this. We need this win. I got one more chance, even though it's next year. I well, mean, we'll probably be better last year. I brought this stat out a few weeks ago. We Auburn has not lost four Iron Bowls in a row. Since like the 1970s, it was Pat Dye's first year as the Auburn head coach. It might have been the 60s. I don't really remember. You did say it was a, I did a say win. That. So no, no student who has been here for four years has not witnessed an Auburn Iron Bowl win since like the 70s, 60s or 70s. We 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 could be in for history, or we're going to be in for a great time in two weekends. Yeah, uh, man, 
so this sad. younger generation. It's so sad. Mm. So this younger generation has it so hard, you know. Uh, all of our all of our forefathers of Auburn alumni of old needs to be uh, thanking us for our service, having to go through this hard t- these hard times. It's right been now. a struggle. It's been a struggle. I, you know? I will say though, assuming everything gets handled against New Mexico State, we're riding a four game winning streak. There's so much positive about oh, this program. Yeah. That place will be insane. Yeah, it's, the, it's the, going the to A&M be. The A&M Cadillac game will seem like the New Mexico State game is Saturday. I the, hope. It, we, we might break the volume record in Jordan-Hare if we start fast. Hey, at 2.30. Yeah. And, and, and while you're at the game, just go ahead and sub Don Victory, okay? We need that $1 million from that donor, okay? We need, we need the money. We need the money. Uh, shameless plug. Uh, but, yeah, no, we, uh, we need this one. We need this one bad. Yeah. It, one go in. It'll definitely be a big I, – I just feel like – with the momentum, like Connor said, assuming we we handle New Mexico State, it's gonna be electric, I- electric. I, I I mean, there's no other word. There's yeah. no other word. There, you just can't put it into words. It it, it will be it's like the, it's if, the magic of Jordan Hurts. If, if it'll be Oklahoma like that. legend, Super Bowl runner up Jalen Hurts couldn't handle the heat in the Iron Bowl, and quote unquote Heisman winner Bryce Young couldn't handle the heat in the Iron Bowl. Jalen Milrow better be prepared. For a raucous crowd, I'm, I, just, well, I just pray we've not had a good QB spy this year. I pray. Yeah, but yeah, I'm very worried about his legs, but our secondary is playing as good as they have in a long time. Yeah, and with that, we're gonna head to another uh, our first break of the evening. When we come back, we got a preview of a basketball game that's coming up in a little bit under an hour. So do not go anywhere. You're listening to the boardroom on Weagle 91.1 FM. And we are back with our next segment of the boardroom again. Once you're hanging out with Griggs, Connor, Kyle, and Nelson. Last segment we talked about Auburn football winning over the uh, Arkansas Razorbacks and then preview the New Mexico State and Alabama football game. But now, Kyle, are we going to the hardwood? We are. That's right. In Neville Arena last week, the Auburn Tigers beat southeastern Louisiana 86-71. to And guys, I was honestly a little underwhelmed. We did score 86 points. But they scored 71, which I thought was a little, you know, maybe it was a little garbage time toward the end. Um, we can p- throw a couple stats at you. 38.9% from the three-point line, which is incredible. 47% from the field. Not as great. Um, thoughts? I mean, coming into this year, when Bruce said he was concerned about the defense. That was a big thing. I mean, he lost Zepp Jasper, who was a starter for us and just played a lot of defense. He wasn't really the scoring type for point guard, but... Yeah, just losing Zepp was seen in that. And then, I mean, yeah, I mean, just I think that's going to be that thing with this team to grow on throughout the year. I mean, this team is this team is long and lanky, not really at the guard position. But if I was if I was to have a team with a, a fault, either offense or defense, I would pick defense because watching good offense is just fun. Connor disagreeing because he watches defense uh, wins championships. He's watching a, 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 his his favorite team plays like they're out of like the the Stone Age in basketball right now. Um. Uh. But yeah. Um. Defense will come. Bruce Brown knows how to coach a defense. It'll come. Uh. So the guards are young, with Trey and Aiden at point. Um. But they'll they'll catch on. The effort, for the most part, is there. And as long as the I, effort's there, I, I think that's defense. I disagree. And Bruce disagrees. Bruce was calling out the effort after the game, and for a players' coach like Bruce to be calling out the effort, and this was something that I noticed too, they were not. Like Chad Baker Mazzara um, was was struggling, they they were not communicating and not a whole lot of like they're not quick enough on their switches. Southeast Sila got in this game. It was less than ten points under five minutes. Like there was, I we we looked at Baylor and we all were here last week. Like that was a very like optimistic loss. 
this is a pessimistic win for me. Yeah. There were yeah. there were some major. I agree. You can't the the you should not be having to coach effort. You should not as Bruce Pearl and we know him as the ultimate players coach. He's going to go to war for his guys. For him to come out post game against southeastern Louisiana, no disrespect, and be questioning effort from players specifically on the defensive end is alarming. Hopefully that that motivates them. I, I mean, the Legends Classic we'll talk about. Auburn is by far the best team in this field. It, it, they, they should not struggle even a little bit to win this thing. But we need to see I'm – less, I'm less concerned about the total points and what the other team makes and misses, whatever. We need to see a more consistent team effort on the defensive side of the ball or you're going to start to see Bruce play some really wild rotations. I'll, well, I'll, add, I'll add like three things to that. While, yes, that's true, he also called this group the hardest working group he's ever had. So maybe that's some coach speak, or maybe they just haven't been there uh, mentally to start the year, which isn't great. They also held Sela to like 14% from the field for most of the first half. The problem with a lot of these last two games have been second-half defense, so if they can get that figured out, translate from the first half to the second half, then it'll be a more complete game. Also, Sela, I don't mean to like kind of pump, gas them up a little bit, but like they, are, they were picked to win their conference, so at least there's that. Uh, they seemed like they were a competent team. They didn't really turn the ball over. They took care of the ball, hit their shots. So maybe they, they had a couple guys that went yeah. that went pretty crazy. But again, we the again, I'm less concerned right now with the makes and misses and and what the the score of a win is. But there were some some defensive lapses um, that we did not foul nearly as much. Which again, competition has a factor in that. But that was an improvement. Um, I, I think. He's going to start to really tamper with the lineups if the def- defense becomes a consistent issue, and you're going to see guys like Chris Moore and uh, and and uh, Cheney Johnson get a lot more minutes, even though early on they've struggled on the offensive end. Well, I mean, he didn't call, say names, but he did. It, I believe he called out Chad Baker Bazaar. Okay, well, okay, so that's who I assume is one, maybe Denver two, Aiden yeah. Holloway three, and you think all three of those guys, first year guys. It's it's hard to get up for well, the Southeast well, Louisiana Ho- game Aiden after Holloway's a Baylor. freshman. And he's undersized. That's an excuse. Uh, Denver Jones and Chad Baker-Bazar have both played Division One basketball for multiple years. I don't – again, I, I care less about the result. Your coach as a coming in a transfer where you're – Denver Jones is supposed to be the guy on this team. And Chad Baker-Bazar is – eventually should be the, the starting three on this team. You should not be having to question the effort of guys like that. And I'm sure that the team leaders, Janai and, and Jalen, will get on them about that as well as the coaching staff. But – um, something to watch going forward. For sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's something to watch. I, I'm not like threat level midnight here. I think, <laughs> I think coming off of a game against Baylor, playing against Southeastern Louisiana, looking forward to going to the Barclays Center, it, it is kind of tough to get up for it. So maybe after this, the Champions Classic, if we're still kind of seeing that same pattern, we could we should be concerned. But I, I'm I'm not uh, too worried about it now. And then talking about go like going to the bench. Forty-one percent of Auburn's minutes come off the bench. That's the fourteenth most in Division One basketball right now. Already, we're at we're at a high rotation. I think it's just because of how, how we're going to play. I mean, when I'm looking at that Baylor game, I mean, we, of course the the fouls were there. That's the thing. But then, like, it got to the point where I was thinking, like, with if they can't stop them from scoring, they're just going to keep fouling them with that defense, especially those guards. And then, like, you got Janai fouling out. You had him getting the technical foul and all this stuff. So just about just. Establishing this against a team that under Micah Straub is that Straub Strawberry first year since Mike Gray's left, I mean you can't 
leave a doubt. You have to win this one convincingly tonight. You like leave no doubt. Yeah, they're, that, they're, that Notre Dame team is not good. They're like Ken Palm. I think has them as the worst Power Five team in basketball. I think they're like total points. Like they have a bunch of freshmen and, and D two transfers. On yeah, I'm not. Teams, I'm so. not worried about the the result tonight. Like we're gonna win this game, but I like we should go out there and dominate. We as should far, go yeah. out there and win by twenty and look on the defensive end like we mean business. Yeah, Kim Palm's got him at 201. He's giving us a 92% chance to win this game tonight. Um, just kind of looking at their numbers, they're below average offensively, below average defensively. Um, Auburn with the 22-ranked defense, 30 22-ranked offense, 36-ranked defense. They're young. Their their two leading scorers are freshmen. Um, they they're not very good at shooting the three. You know, it's just kind of hard for me to get excited about playing Notre Dame tonight, but. I think I think it's going to be a, a a game for Auburn to kind of figure things out a, and like Connor coming off of Southeastern Louisiana, figure out like where our efforts going to be, um, kind of establish ourselves in, in outside the conference. It's a get right game, especially for effort. I mean, traveling across the country and playing in a big NBA arena, which is the first time for a lot of those guys, um, it could be easy to get overwhelmed, easy to get starstruck by everything. Uh, come in there, focus on what you need to get done, play with effort. And tenacity, which Bruce Pearl seems typically do, and that's all I want to. See. I mean, I want to see us win, of course, but that's what I want to see. Yeah. Um, just a, a quick note. Uh, boardroom source uh, Bobby Greenberg has noted that the quote unquote Stone Age Virginia Cavaliers are up fifteen and currently undefeated. They scored like twenty five points in the first half against who? Like, does, does that change? I just the don't think Connor's parents like this show. They're always Connor's <laughs> mom. Oh no, not Connor's mom. Nelson's mom loves this show. By the way, my, she, par- she my keeps, parents are listening. Shout out, shout out to Miss Early. They're huge supporters. The Greenberg just, family's getting to me. Shout out. I think they're calling, early family deserves <laughs> more love on the show. They're they're calling shout out mom. Nelson's out agenda, anti Virginia, just because of one game. He's trying I mean, to not back. I mean, they do play a disgusting brand of basketball. I mean, miss. I mean, winning is disgusting. Not last year. Ka Clark, they, shout they, out. They were Legend. a five seed. Okay, all right. And we, then they we, lost. We digress. We digress. Reese The great. We digress. Furman Paladins. We digress. How to, shout out, Mom, too, if you're listening. Thanks. All right, we're going to play a quick game before we get to the pick 'em. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. I like these. Ooh. Wait, there's only two questions. Okay. okay. All right. First question before Draymond Green's suspension the other night, how many dollars, over under, I'm going to give you one, so don't shout out any numbers. Over under, how many dollars in fines and suspensions is he given to the NBA? Over under one point three million. You're asking the question has before, to be over. You're saying before. Over has under. To be you're under. saying before. This? Uh, over. Before. Be over. Before. Oh, this, over. This last one. It has over. to be over. It has over. to be over. Okay, so I saw the five game suspensions costing him like seven hundred and seventy grand or something. It's a lot. So this that's that's not included. And people. But I know that he's that. missed more than five games in his career, <laughs> including an NBA Finals. <sighs> so I'm gonna hammer that over. Yep, one point four five million dollars <laughs> previous. That's question number one hey, on this but over. Hold, but don't worry. He's okay. going to make that up. Yep. He has more time to podcast. Now. Oh, he does. Oh, he does. Good point. <laughs> does and we know how lucrative yeah. <laughs> that is for us. <laughs> All right. Second, second, second over under. Okay. The three people on this boardroom scored the same amount of points in the pick'em last week, and that number was four. Was the other person over or under? Over because it was you. Over. It was just correct. Kyle <laughs> Davis, five points uh, in the pick'em this past you, week. Even Everyone a broken else clock is right with, twice a day. With four. Hey. Hey, Whoa! Let, let's let's head to the leaderboard before we start this uh, pick'em segment. Connor still at the top of fifteen points. Oh, it's so lonely at the top. Well, you're not that far away. The the other three of us, Greg, Con- Nelson, Kyle, 
We have 14. Only a point back with a huge points week coming mm, up. That's a, that's, a, that's a big this, point, though. This, that's a big point. It, it could be, but we, we, we shall see. We're going to get one in before we go to the break. All right. Okay. And we're going to do it. We're going to kind of do it out of order because we need this oh, one break, to be breaking news. Quick. Breaking, breaking news. news. Okay, breaking stop. News. Breaking news. Excited to announce this week's guest picker. Part of my take in Jamie's very own PFT commentary. Oh wow! Oh, wow! That that kind of makes that up is, for uh, that kind of makes up for them not going to Corvallis. Oh, that is unbelievable! That's huge. The, that is the, huge. The, the 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 news about them getting denied to go to a bowl game couldn't have happened at a better week. Oh, this uh, uh, Jamie's gonna be college on game day fire. might be watchable this week for it the first time be. this year. Just mute Pat McAfee. Just just look look at all the game day signs. It's going to be electric. Where is Jamie at? What's what city in uh, Virginia? Harrisonburg. Harrisonburg is going to be electric Against this week. an App State team who is not good. <sighs> Let them the only play. Good, the oh, only sorry, Kyle. Go ahead. What's the – Oh, no, 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 sorry. no. Well, I think, I, think we're, I think we're close to the break anyway. We got a minute. Oh, we got a minute. We're going to yeah. make those fast. Lightning round. This is the NFL game. Vikings at the Broncos minus two and a half. Vikings. Uh, Josh Jobs. Nelson's got Can the Vikings. Can you take me higher? All right. I'm going to go with the astronaut, Josh Jobs. I'm riding with Dobbs over the Broncos. Man, I you guys put me in a tough spot. I was gonna pick the Broncos coming in, but come on, ride with them. Let's ride. Okay, uh, boardroom unanimous pick potentially. Oh, speaking of, we went two and zero last week on board boardroom unanimous picks. Boardroom nose ball that mm, puts us confirmed. at five and two. Five and two. I love those odds. I love, that, that, I love that record. Isn't that cre- incredible? Hopefully, teamwork. Teamwork makes the dream work. Hopefully, Josh Dubs doesn't let us down. Come on, Joshy. But and yeah. Oops, sorry. I was looking at a PFT uh, gif. That was funny. Uh, and I already muted Connor's mic. But when we come back, we have our second half of the show. So do not go anywhere. You're listening to The Boardroom on Weagle 91.1 FM. And we welcome you back, everybody, to The Boardroom. Once again, Griggs, Connor, Kyle, and Nelson are on our first two segments. We talked about mainly all Auburn sports with Auburn football and Auburn basketball talk. Got into a little bit of our pick'em talk, but now... Let's kick it over to Mr. Davis again. What are we talking about in this segment? So we're going to stick with the NFL here. Get our last NFL game, and we'll move on to college. Let's do it. The Kelsey Bowl. Eagles, Eagles at the Chiefs, minus 2.5. This is possibly the most significant rendition of the Kelsey Bowl. Travis Kelsey is 3-0 and in the Kelsey Bowl. But will this be the time that Jason Kelsey decides to shake it off? <laughs> Say out with the Kansas City Red Ooh. and fill that blank space with a W. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Bars. Wow. Kyle Davis, Kyle ladies, Davis and ladies and gentlemen. Hey, sorry, ladies, if you're listening, he's taken. <laughs> 20, right. how, so, many, how many so days? That, how many days? Uh, two and a half. She's her favorite, two and a half. No, 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 no. How many, how many days? How many days for you, Kyle? Oh, um, I don't remember. Okay. Oh, wow. Well, it's like three, three and a half weeks. Emily would not like that. I don't, I don't even count. Come on, agrees. Three, three and a half weeks. Come on, wow. Griezmann. Um, so well, maybe he might not so, be taken anymore. So <laughs> three ish Saturdays away. So Chiefs two and a half at the bank. Two and a half. Yeah. No, oh. at, the, at, the, at the link. At the, at the, the home. bank. At the link. Oh, sorry. The, oh no, Chiefs, it's, it's minus. It's in Kansas meant, City. I meant the link. It's in sorry. Kansas City. He's wrong on multiple counts. Uh, okay. It's I mean, maybe, maybe if he was on, not on his phone. Reel it in. Reel it in. Reel it in. Reel it in. In Kansas City. In Kansas City. Reel it in. Reel it in. In Kansas City. I think you know my pick. Minus two and a half. Taylor Swift will likely be in attendance. I think you know my pick. I do know your pick. Go Birds. Also, the bigger storyline. The Kelseys and the Swift families who will meet each other for the first time. That's a big storyline. As the number one Swiftie in the entire world, I'm looking forward to that as well. My so. question is, where's Jake from State Farm going to be in this one? <laughs> Ooh, that's going to be tough. Him and all his nuggies. Um, <laughs> this is a tough one. 
I think the Eagles want this one more than the Chiefs do. I'm going to go Eagles plus two and a half. Okay, first, e- first a- of all, going to call out Kyle for saying this is the most significant rendition of the Kelsey Bowl. When they played in the Super Bowl, not that long but ago. But Tay-Tay wasn't there. Yeah, yeah Taylor exactly. was not there. Come that's, on, Connor. That's, that, was the, that was like the whole bit. That was an insane, insane comment. Um, You're like the I'm smallest gonna, one here. I'm surprised it went over your head. Oh! <laughs> Yeah, wow. I'll, take, I'll take the tall. I'm gonna ride with Mahomes and Maauto from the State Farm <laughs> side. Uh, Mahomes Chiefs, and Maauto. Chiefs gonna cover three at home. Yeah, it's gonna um, be. Uh, yeah, we we needed someone to say it was from the the boardroom unanimous pick on this one. I think the Eagles are gonna win, but I'm not super confident. I'm pick, I'm gonna take the Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles secondary ooh, versus the ooh. Chiefs. So this this could be, the be point. an absolute mid on mid showdown. It could be a huge point for Connor. This could be a huge game for him. All right, we go back in time to college football Saturday. First, we're going to pick the over-under in Illinois versus Iowa. That's nice. All right, all right. Now I got some stats. Illinois have only participated in one game that scored under 31 points that this season. That was against Nebraska on October 6th. Uh, they still got to play they Northwestern. <laughs> yeah, they so. could, could have in the future. They lost the game 7-20, to 20, 27 points. Iowa, Iowa have not participated in a game that has scored over 22 points since October 7th against <laughs> Purdue. They won 20-14. to 14. <laughs> The, the over-under is 30, 30 How is that a real stat? <laughs> it is. It is. Illinois was in a shootout last week. Iowa was not. Connor, we're going to start on this side of the table. I will continue to take the Iowa under until I'm proven wrong. It's probably a good call. Sorry, Greg's just texting yet again <laughs> during the show. I, I want to I mean, we've me and Connor have both been right about both unders so far. It's true. That is true. But, but, but judging by the scoreboard, I've been right about the fact, a lot. The so. Illini. Barely. <laughs> Under 500. The Illini, I know they're, they're not that good this year. But Brett Mueller, still a beast. Legend of the game. But still, I think it's going to go under. Golden Corral legend Brett Mueller mm. is going to not only cook his food, but also he might try to cook the Iowa defense this game. Um, mm. you, you never... You never choose pick games with your brain. You always go with your heart, okay? Uh, too much logic and reasoning going on in this room. Uh, we need to go off vibes. Uh, the over is bound to hit at some point. It's bound to hit. It's going to hit this week. Going on vibes. I'm going over. I'm going on vibes. <laughs> so last time, last time we picked the the Iowa over under, Griggs and Connor went under, and me and Nelson went over. That's going to happen again this time. Let's We're go! Riding. I think Illinois pushes it over the top. Next, we go to the great state of South Carolina where we see North Carolina versus Clemson, who is favored by six and a half points. And here, here's my dilemma here. It's can't lose for North Carolina's ACC championship hopes. It's no, no, also – That's already wrapped. Well, it, it could not be. There's, there's a chance. I uh, thought it was Louisville. Louisville. Florida State and Louisville were wrapped. Oh, wait, no. North Carolina had to lose last week and Louisville had to oh, – Yeah, God, it's actually. not wrapped yet. So it's, it's can't, lose, uh, can't lose for them, but it is must win for Dabo and the Tigers to get eight wins and to maintain claims at the ACC dynasty tag or whatever you want to call it. What do you think? Where's this game at? Is it in? It's in Clemson. At Clemson. It's in death. Tyler right? from Spartanburg might be in attendance. And they're favored by six and a half. What? What? What time is it? What game time? I believe it's a one thirty game. Is that, is that a CW kickoff? It might be. That could change. That's that could not, change that a lot. That could change a lot, actually. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. It I'm might be. Up. Hold on. I'm looking it up. Okay, it's actually a two thirty kickoff. Okay, it's on CW. And it's going to be on ESPN. Okay. Um. Let's see. I'm looking I uh, I don't know who's gonna win this game, but I think it will not be a six point spread. Uh, but I'll take the points with North Carolina. They're gonna cover. I'm gonna go with the heels as well because again they still got a shot at Charlotte, but 
I don't. It's not looking good, especially with Louisville getting off to that hot start, and then losing to Georgia Tech and Virginia. I mean, that just, hey, no, ca- sh- that just no shame in losing to Virginia. That just, no shame. That just coughing, no shame the tech. That just coughing cornered them. But I don't know. I still think North Carolina will win this one because I, I don't know. But this could be really detrimental to Clemson's hopes of playing Auburn in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> Need Duke's Mayo Bowl. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride the heels as well. Coming off a big uh, overtime win against their arch rival, the Puke Blue Devils. Uh, Neither, both of these teams can play at a really high level, but and they have they choose, and they haven't them. shown that consistently enough. Um, but I, I agree with Nelson. I'm not sure that Carolina's going to win outright, but I think it'll be closer than hey, six. This is, we're riding on Connor's playoff pick right now. Okay, <laughs> the UNC <laughs> yeah. Tar Heels. This Connor, one. Hey, I was talking they, about. I was talking about college. They basketball. lost to Virginia. Y'all just, y'all just got to they lost to Virginia, but then Connor's like, "I won, but at what cost?" Meme. I'd much rather Virginia win that game. Yeah, true. I'm going to go with North Carolina, too. Another opportunity Ooh. to improve our boardroom. That, and this, one, this one could. It's a huge week. This one could be a massive L. This one could be good that we don't have a show next week. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, yeah. Okay. Kyle will still have the stats, of course. Oh, yeah. I'll We'll get them to you, Locked listeners. Locked and loaded. Or listener. <laughs> however <laughs> many of you. <laughs> next. Over nine. <laughs> next. Under we two. go to Corvallis. I should have done that in the overrun. <laughs> How many listeners yeah. do we have? <laughs> okay. Listeners not related to us over <laughs> <Yeah>. under <laughs> .5. <laughs> Next, <laughs> we go to Corvallis, Ooh. where they're facing Ooh. the Washington Huskies, who are, are really in a must-win cannot and cannot-lose situation. Oregon State is favored by two and a half points. Wow. And, and we said it last week that it could be Michael Penix's Heisman moment, but I feel like this has to be his Heisman mo- moment. Things are heating up with Bo Nix. We're going to talk about that later. This is their last game worth worrying about before the Pac-12 championship game. They play Washington State next week. I'm kind of concerned for them. I have them in my playoff. What what time does this kick off? Six thirty on ABC. Okay. I mean, Washington okay. State still is Nelson's number one. Yeah, this is not an after dark game, so weirdness is not seeping into it. Uh, with, um, the, with daylight savings. Yeah, daylight savings time. Yeah, but it's not That's like every, everything's it's after not dark. Nine o'clock six thirty then. Uh, well, well, it's first. Four, it's four thirty. It's, it's I think it's I think it's enough light in the sky. For that for this game to not get that weird, so uh, but it's my playoff pick. I gotta ride with them. Give me the Huskies. I like it. I mean, I think it would be huge if Washington loses this one just for the drama's sake. With Oregon and Washington going to Las Vegas for that game, which would make it a, basically a, a winner goes to the playoff type of thing. But I just still look across the sideline and see DJ Ulongo Lule is in his doctor pronunciation. Thank you, um, but I'm just. I mean, the Washington being the underdog here. I mean, they've they've shown they can score sixty and still do stuff. And then they play. I mean, Oregon State's a good team, but I still think that it's going to be Washington. So Washington plus two and a half. Yeah, I'm going to ride Washington as well. Uh, it certainly looks like uh, there's a lot of smoke with Jonathan Smith potentially being the next coach at UCLA. Obviously, we talked about the Pac-12 lawsuit stuff. Just Oregon State seems like there's a lot going on outside the program right now. Um, I'm sure they will be the. This will be a good game and it will be close. But I'll, I'll trust Washington to, to win this one. Um, well, I, I'm, I'm going to take Washington as well. Another opportunity for a Bordeaux pick. Nelson says he's got we some got breaking, breaking news. news. The mm-hmm. Bonnies of St. Bonaventure winners over Oklahoma State in the first game of Legends Classic. The winner of Auburn North, uh, Notre Dame will play hey. the Bonnies. It'll be a true road game. And we already have something. On Saturday, St. Bonaventure lost at home to Canisius. Tonight, it'll be Oklahoma State. Anarchy? 
No, it's just college basketball. It's college basketball. I think Oklahoma State also stinks as well. They're bad. It's a it's a it's a poop fest up there. Yeah, not great. I I um we'll circle back. I had Washington too. This could be an all-time week for the boardroom unanimous picks, but it also could be uh, when we will quickly want to forget and not say the record for (laughs) uh, a couple weeks till we get that thing back up. All right, now we move on to the hardwood floor, the Maui Gym Classic. Mm. Bill Walton returns. Now these Uh. normally games are worth one point. These are going to be worth two because there's there's eight people, eight eight teams in the field. Should be worth a little bit more. Okay, I agree. All right, so. Maui Gym, Maui Invitational. Game one, Tennessee against Syracuse. We'll play the winner of Purdue-Gonzaga. The other side of the bracket, Kansas and Chaminade would play the winner of UCLA and Marquette. I think there's an obvious answer here, and I'm going to go ahead and take it. I'm taking the Purdue Boilermakers. They have the <sighs> best They have the best offense in the NCAA right now, and it's not just Zach Eady. They're a very good shooting team. 72% of their scores are assisted. Mm. That is the sixth highest in, in all of NCAA, and they see nearly 40% of their minutes from the bench. I think they're going to be tough to overcome in this tournament environment. Uh, yeah, I was going to pick Purdue, but we can't all have the same team. I'm not going to You got to mix it up. Well, we, gotta have, we all have to have different teams. So I'm going to go maybe a little wild card action here. I'm going to go I'm gonna go out of the Big East. I'll go Marquette. They Ooh, probably yep. have one. I like, I like that. They, they have look, one of the more impressive wins going good. into Champaign. Yeah, they did. Beating Illinois, I'm liking them. They're on the. They'll get Kansas, who looked good against Kentucky, but also, kind of as a veteran team, you should go in and dominate a very young Kentucky team and talented Kentucky team. They didn't look. They gave a lot of three pointers. They didn't look great. Very high scoring game. I think I think Marquette can pull this off. Yeah, I think I can see them at least getting to the championship game. Here, here's an audible. I'm just I'm I'm we're just gonna run it by you now. What if they get one point for there's since there's a semi quarterfinal semifinal final. What if they get one you get one point if they make it to the championship game. Two if they win it. It's fine. I like it works that. for me. I like it. Like it. I think you guys are doubting the Chaminade Silver Swords. Oh no! <laughs> oh, please one. don't. Oh, that would be so funny if they beat. They'd have to beat. They beat surely, Kansas. Surely Chaminade has never beaten Kansas one Marquette team in the Maui Gym. Surely, surely. There's no way. Um. But no, I mean, looking at these are just some great matches too. We got this some is, great yeah. teams. This like, is as stacked as a Maui got, field as we've had in a long. time. We got Purdue, we got Gonzaga, Kansas, Marquette, Tennessee, Syracuse, eh, UCLA, Red, Red decent. Um, but I don't know. I mean, this would be a big one. Whoever wins this one, this will carry a long way in March. You know, I'm gonna do it. Give me the reigning. Uh, give me the 2022 national champion, Kansas Jayhawks. Mm. The Kansas-Marquette potential semifinal game might be one of the best games in college basketball this year. Tyler Kolek is probably the best guard in the country um, right now. I also think sleeper potential, the Tennessee versus Purdue-Gonzaga winner, like the semifinals of this tournament are going to be awesome, awesome I mean, there was last year. I mean, you had Arkansas and Creighton. Yeah. They barn burned Yeah, like year. those were – this is going to be such high-level basketball early on. My my sleeper team is Tennessee. I think they could make a run, but I'm going to run with Hunter Dickinson and the Jayhawks. Thank you. Ooh. Yeah, I, they're going to be tough to beat. He's so dominant inside <clears throat> the paint. I guess we'll see. I guess we will see. And with that, we're going to head to one final break. When we come back, we have our last segment of the show. They already talked about it. We're going to be talking about Auburn's own Bo Nix now with the Oregon Ducks when we come back. So do not go anywhere. You're listening to The Boardroom on Weagle 91.1 FM. 
and we welcome you back into the boardroom. Greg's Connor, Kyle, Nelson. This is our last segment of the show. We're just going to get right into it so we have as much time as possible. Kyle, let's Yep, see so it. we're going to pick the battle for Atlanta. So we're going to try to make this one a little quick so we can move on. First game, North Carolina versus UNI. They will play the winner of Villanova and Texas Tech. The other side of the bracket, Michigan and Memphis will play the winner of Arkansas and Stanford. So it's going to be between North Carolina and Arkansas, I'd imagine. Yep. Uh, but yeah. I, I hate Eric Musselman, but I think yeah, they'll win. But it with Connor, what? I'd love for UNC to win this. I would like I for trust, UNC to. I don't too. trust them to, and I think Arkansas will will run them but, off the floor. Yeah, you see, UNC just struggled last year, but I'm gonna, you know, I'm just gonna do it. Go, I'm going with UNC. All right. I'd, Take you and I, coward. <laughs> Villanova you do it, was really good according to Max Delente the other Oh, <laughs> uh, no, no. <laughs> Nova, I would, I, would, I would pick Nova, but then they lost to Penn, who will play later this year uh, in Auburn. Um, I don't want to do it, but um, Arkansas typically looks good in tournament-style scenarios. Uh, regular season can be a little rocky, but they played well in Maui last year, and they played well in, turn- in the NCAA tournament. So they do well in these court- sort of quick turnaround scenarios. And they're probably the most, arguably the most talented team in this in this uh, tournament. So, we'll pick. Let's go Arkansas. Connor, I already picked Arkansas. So I'm I was I was torn between Arkansas and uh, Michigan coming into this since no one Ooh, picked Michigan. You're yeah, going, well, you going Michigan? They beat St. John's, and that's the most yeah. imp- the most impressive yeah. the most impressive win out of the four the four big teams in this tournament is. Michigan's winning at St. John's, so uh, you don't count Elon. I I do agree that Arkansas. Uh, <laughs> I do agree that Arkansas is probably going to have a good tournament, and it's unfortunate that Michigan's on the same side as them. If they were on the other side, I think they win it easily, um, at least get to the championship game. But I can't do it. I'm I'm going to go on the other side of the bracket because I think Arkansas is so fierce. But I don't want everyone to pick Arkansas. I'm going to do North Carolina with Griggs. Mm. Hey, so you you big, teasing Michigan is a real slap in the face to Juwan Howard. <laughs> mm. But we move on. We do move. We did allude to it earlier. Bo Nix is now the odds-on favorite to win the Heisman, which has kind of been uh, an odd jump this we, year. we've all seen. Well, well, some are saying. I think there's a lot of opinions on this. Mm-hmm. I know Nelson has a pretty well-developed one. We'll let him go first. So this is not coming out of spite for him not being at Auburn. Uh was Bo Nix an awesome quarterback at Auburn? No, but he, was he better than what we have now? Absolutely. And has he thrived in Oregon? Yes. And am I happy for him? Yes. Does he deserve the Heisman? No. Not in the slightest. There is a body of evidence. And, and, and let me just get this straight. He's played very well, but his number one, like whenever an Oregon fan argues about it, they're arguing about wins, wins and losses. This is like saying an MVP should be based, and baseball should be based around wins and losses, or based on wins and losses, and uh, RBIs are a good uh, way of judging an MVP. Uh, it's archaic. It is a malpractice. Jaden Daniels, you have, Jaden Daniels has been the best player in college football, bar none. He, he, can't, he can't help his defense being atrocious. He can't. He had over 600 yards of total offense last week against Florida. He's done this all year long. He has been fantastic. And Bo Nix's uh, stats to the naked eye are very good. But just taking this into consideration, out of his total passing yards, only 30%, 30% come, in, come through the air. That means that he's throwing the ball short, 
and his receivers are getting yards after catch. So that means he's putting receivers in a nice we place to make plays. We do care. We do care. <laughs> we do care. Jane Daniels I care. needs to win the Heisman. I, I care about Bo Nix for oh, Auburn, man. Oh, I, I was waiting I, for that I care, one. and I would like I, – I think I would enjoy to see Bo Nix win the Heisman. Do I think we might get a little bit of, like, Auburn fans, what about that? I think we would. But, I mean, we may deserve it. Um, it's the potato man. It's the potato man. I mean, like, I don't, I don't have ill will towards Bo no, Nix. He's not. just not had a better year than Jane Daniels. Jane Daniels had – Oh, wow. Okay, he, let's he figured out, he figured Greg, out how to stay in a sound effect. Griggs has finally <laughs> turned his phone off and I has love now the found sound effects. the sound effects. Now I, know, now I understand why Noah likes it during Smooth Operators um, on every single Friday at 1 oh, p.m. Oh, shameless shameless plug. <laughs> shameless oh, plug. Wow. Jake Marsh is, is clapping right now. Uh, Jane Daniels, the performance last week, 230 rushing yards, two touchdowns on the ground, 370 yards in the air, and four touchdowns. It, he's, three touchdowns. Or three touchdowns. He, he's the best player in college football. I don't want LSU to win another Heisman as a quarterback. It is, I will say this, it is Brian Kelly malpractice that they don't have a better defense to pair with him. Well, if we're talking about Because this LSU offense is not that far off of the Joe Burrow level in terms of their output, but their defense is comically bad. If we're talking about best player in college football, it should go to um, Marvin Harrison Jr. I think no, Maserati Marv. Not Maserati I think so. Marv. No. With Kyle no. McCord throwing to him, absolutely. Dude, no. Well, it, it's tough as a receiver. I see. I see the argument because you got to have a good quarterback. But, but if, well, if you're going to be a receiver and win the Heisman, you got to have Devontae Smith numbers where you're putting up like 200 yards and two touchdowns. And you're also in a, every big game, special teams as well. You got to be on that. Well, he also was not playing in a real year, so that was a, the COVID year. It's not that does not count for anything. Yeah. Well, true. True. My my opinion of this whole situation is, is Bo Nix is. Capitalizing on the Pac-12 action, which is I mean, offense. I was watching that USC game. He he was Nelson was kind of right. He was throwing like a ten yard slant. His receiver take it to the house, and then they yeah. break two tackles, and then oh, the, the USC over. secondary. Those guys will be on Indeed next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it, it, I think he's just taking advantage of a situation. He is playing well. I mean, we can't can't say he's not playing good, but I think Jaden Daniels as a whole and, and as it, a unit is playing better. Yeah. And then when you think about the Heisman voters, you know. It, there's a bunch of high, just random people who are Heisman voters, and I'm I'm kind of scared that the 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 hype campaign and the billboards could be getting to them. A lot of mo- there's gonna be some malarkey. I'm, yeah. I'm going uh, ahead. And even, there's gonna be some malarkey. Even there. if it's not Jaden Daniels, what has Bo Nix done better than Michael Penix? Exactly. And Michael Penix beat him. He beat him. So if we're talking about wins and losses, I think we're, I, Michael Penix is undefeated. I want to see how they can pl- beat him. Again. I want to see how they play in the in the Pac-12 championship. If if, if Michael Penix goes two and zero against Bo Nix. There's no I mean, way. Sure. I mean, you yeah. Can give him the I don't think a two-loss Bo Nix is going to win the Heisman. That's why I don't think Jane Daniels will. I think it's going to be whoever wins that game. Why do wins matter? Why do they? I don't matter? think there's been a real Heisman given out to the best player in college football that's not been like a straight quarterback since after uh, RG three. Devontae Smith, Lamar Jackson. Again, I don't count 2020. Lamar Jackson is no, this. Oh, I forgot about Lamar Jackson. I apologize. Yeah, Lamar Jackson. <sighs> Besides that, I mean, I mean Joe Colin Burrow, Murray was great. Joe Murrow, you could admit Joe that. Joe Burrow was that's great. True. But like, I'm talking about like. Going outside, like the big named school type of thing, with that. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen. So, for who's, Washington. who's the best player in college football? To, in, 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 in my eyes, eye. before he got hurt, Brock Bowers. Yes, I agree, but he missed too much time. That is, that is in fact true, but I just don't see Jaden Daniels getting this one, especially if they drop another game, which I think they. Uh, I just don't. Why does that matter? Why does that matter? It, I, but I don't they know. won't. It does, they, they play Ana without a coach, and it they does. play. Um, well, it does matter. Georgia out, State, Georgia State, and Georgia State. They should not well, lose another the, game. The thing is, is he doesn't have Heisman moment 
potential exactly. when you don't have wins. But, and, he get, and he doesn't get a title game to show it in also. Yeah, and that's what the Heisman voters are looking at, unfortunately. Then it just shows how bad he- and how fraudulent Heisman voting is. It, wait, it could be. We, we might need to o- not. overhaul the entire system. I think I, – I don't see how Bo Nix wins this, especially with a Penix win and – um, this week and then against Oregon in the Pac-12 Championship. If Jaden Daniels does what he did against Florida these next two games, you cannot tell me with a straight face that he does not deserve the Heisman. You can't. Yeah, yeah. You can't. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see who gets called in New York. That's for, that's for, for Watcher. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah. Watcher. And with that one, we're going to wrap up this episode of The Board. We want to thank everyone for listening. If you've been seeing today's show, you can tune into your – you can find it on your favorite podcast platform after the show. And we will see you two weeks from now after the Iron Bowl. So – for everyone here at the boardroom, happy Thanksgiving and worry. Thank you for joining us for this session of the boardroom on Weagle 91.1 FM. If you missed any of today's show, you can listen back to the show on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks again for listening. We will see you next week. And this meeting of the boardroom is officially adjourned.